Hello, welcome to this week's Motos and Friends. Thank you for listening. I'm TJ and this week we're speaking with Tyler Poppy. He works on the TV show Mayans MC, a spin-off from Sons of Anarchy. So you might be expecting him to ride an American V-Twin, but let's listen to what he had to talk to us about. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Tell me a little bit about your motorcycling history, first of all, how you've uh, uh, come to be riding motorcycles. Yeah, so I started riding the motorcycle um, when I was about 13 or 14 um, out in Nebraska. I had been begging um, for a dirt bike. That's where I'm from. And I'd been, uh, I grew up on a farm and I'd been wanting a dirt bike just to run through the fields so bad. And <laughs> they kept saying, no, no, you can't have a dirt bike. It's too dangerous. They're too powerful. You're going to. And so I don't know what my stepmom was thinking, but she showed up with this like, like 100cc street bike instead, like a kind of classic 60s Suzuki. And from there, I started riding around. Instead of on the fields, I would ride around on the street <laughs> and on the like the roads around there. And I kind of laugh now because I'm not sure how I didn't get hurt because I was riding in like flip flops and you know cargo shorts and yes. I had like a like a half face helmet that. Uh, I think we found it a goodwill. So <laughs> it's astounding. It <laughs> when you look back, it's yeah, astounding, I, uh, isn't it? What you, you've oh, gotten away with as a right. child. So your mum yeah, obviously loved you very much to do that for you. <laughs> yeah, she. It was really sweet of her, and and you know, I only got to ride it for a year, and I knew nothing about what I was doing. I mean, I taught myself how to start it. It was a kickstart. Didn't have, and and it was funny because it um it was so old, and it was it was a barn fine that just happened to be running with that. That's how she found it. And it was so old and kind of falling apart that as you were driving at night, the, the alternator couldn't hold enough power to the battery that the light would actually start to dim as you're coming <laughs> to a stop. So you would get to a corner or a turn. And as you're letting off, you would start to lose the road. And this is Nebraska. So there's no like street lights. So you'd be sitting there anything. in the pitch black. Yeah. 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 Um, but then, then from there, I actually came out to LA and I, I had dreamed about getting another bike out here. You know, you're watching all these guys split lanes, you're, you're watching all these like, you know, cool motorcycle groups and cool motorcycle events. And and it took me a long, long time to get something. I had looked at all kinds of different bikes and all kinds of different deals and nothing was really working out. And then in about, uh, 2016, um, a BMW dealership in Escondido actually had a Moto Guzzi for sale at this like smoking deal. I mean, they essentially were, they were essentially trying to be a BMW Moto Guzzi dealership and then had decided to get out of it. And so they had these Moto Guzzi's for like at cost. Fate. And I, yeah, it was kind of fate. And I actually rode the train um, that the, the surf liner here and I rode it down to Escondido and on my first like real bike adventure back, I rode all the way back up uh, on my motorcycle and, and we had to ride. Um, I had a friend and I'm like, all right, I, you have a triumph. You've rode for a while, like ride with me. Let's keep this safe. Good plan. And, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to kind of keep us okay. And he, He's like, great. All right, I have this route. We've, I've routed it out. I've used Google Maps. We're all good. 
and we're going to just take the PCH the whole way. That way we're kind of keeping speeds low. You're not having to worry about the highway. Awesome. And as we're going, Google Maps actually took us and rerouted us at one point through Camp Pendleton or right. one of the bases down there. And we got to the, we got to the gates and they're like, yeah, you can't come through here. And we're like, no, no, look, the Google Maps says like, <laughs> go through here. It does indeed. And, and so we had to um, turn around and now the only way we could get back and head home was to get on the freeway. And so like my first ride was like, you know, going pretty fast on the, on the freeway. I think at the time, right at that highway, we were going about 85, 90 and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Can't believe I'm uh, doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I just made the biggest mistake of my life, getting a motorcycle, like, you know, because when I, when I decided to finally get the motorcycle, I had to tell my family and kind of tell them, like, all right, you know, I've made this decision, like, I know the danger I'm putting myself in, and, you know, I, but it's something I got to do at least once. Yeah, um, so I bet you got and, a few sharp intakes of breath at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but, well, we got home safely, and I've, um, you know, kind of been... Um, on this bike since I looked at a bunch of other bikes I keep looking at adventure bikes I think that's where I'll go next but for now I'm just kind of tweaking this Moto Guzzi as much as I can um, and making it into my own little canvas well if you're enjoying enjoying it why not you know that's uh yeah the way to yeah, go exactly that's the way and because you love it then you'll learn more from your, your right and you know it's it's kind of funny with this brand it's like you don't kind of realize, you know, I did, I hadn't heard of Moto Guzzi before too much because, you know, I'd, I'd only really paid attention to kind of the the classics, the R6, the the Bonneville, the, the you know, kind of the average bikes that people, you know, get yes. as a first bike, even though a lot of them don't make sense. And when this deal came up, I was like, well, maybe this Moto Guzzi brand, I mean, this engine's like weird, like that could be kind of fun and cool. And it like, it's weird how it kind of infects you into this like diehard thing now. <laughs> yeah, when I was younger, everybody was lusting after the Moto Guzzi Le Mans. That was the one oh, to have. I still, I, 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 I like watch eBay all the time for an 850. And it's just like, that would be like one of those lotto, winning I would go out and buy you it's treat yourself bike. you treat yourself to that yeah it's surprising I um you're now you're involved with um Mayans MC which right. is on FX channel only or is mm -hmm. yep. Touchstone, yep, that's touchstone, touchstone uh series isn't it um yeah so, touchstone produces it in FX Right. I was quite surprised that, you know, you weren't into a, a bigger American twin when I heard about you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I um, I would have a Dyna in a second if I could, as well as I'd love to have the um, the Livewire. I mean, I, it's, it's such a cool little bike. It's, you know, I just watched The Long Way Up and it's a, it's a really fun. But I, I think I actually like the way kind of Harley's doing this now. I think... Um, I hope they have a future because they're kind of, you know, you, you hope they stick around with all the things they've contributed to this, this, you know, uh, lifestyle. That's right. The whole um, culture. I'm sure they're going in the right direction. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it, it's funny though, cause I, I was looking at a Dyna before I joined, I actually was on Sons of Anarchy too, for one season. Right. And 
I was looking at Edina and then it's like the second Sins of Anarchy got really popular. It's like Dinah's just looking. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were and none available like for you. <laughs> exactly. And and now they're like, you know, used market is they're so expensive. Mm, so because of the popularity. So for people who yep. don't know, um Mayans is uh, Mayan MC is about hardcore one percent as it's sort of an American V twin centric motorcycle gang, want of a better word. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it's um it's a spin-off of the TV show Sons of Anarchy, which is also on FX. Um it's a um like a Latino or Hispanic um based um kind of low rider slash cruiser Harley um, motorcycle gang that tends to run drugs and and uh, you know has like th this show is specifically focusing on a pipeline they have between Mexico and through the border and getting um and smuggling drugs and weapons um, yeah. where yeah yeah really popular I mean everybody that I've mentioned Sons of Anarchy, Anarchy and then Mayans they're like Whoa, yeah yeah that's such a cool show yeah 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 and just taking you back to your um, your um, Moto Guzzi, I hope I'm saying it in the same way as you, Moto Guzzi or your oh, yeah. Guzzi. So, well, um, no one ever says it right unless you're Italian. Exactly. You need that <laughs> accent and background. Um, which one right. is it that you've got? So, yeah, so I have a, um, I have a fairly heavily modified uh, V7 Stone 2016. This was the this was the year right before they came out with like the ABS and the traction control model. Um, so this is kind of like the purest um, mechanical V7 you can get um, now. Wow, that must be um, uh, quite yeah. thrilling to ride. I guess you ride around yeah, the canyons. I do, I do. Um, I, it's funny. I I uh, tend to just be kind of a slow cruiser. Um, with the bike, but I have it all tweaked out uh, to be a pretty uh, fast romper, as fast as it can go for a, a V-Twin 750. Um, I I just last year modified it to a 820cc uh, big board kit um, through this company called Guzzi Tech. Um, they're mm -hmm. kind of like the, uh, they're kind of like the big uh, uh, key turn modifier of, of of Moto Guzzi's in Southern California. Um, so they've been helping me really like um, push this bike to the limit. Like for example, um, my bike when it dynos at stock is at 39 horsepower. So it's nothing, right? right. And now that I have the eight, now that I have the 820 CC kit with this custom two to one exhaust on it and a custom fuel map. And um, I'm actually getting around 52 horsepower and 50, uh 2.5 foot pounds of torque wow that's so a I've huge really, difference yeah, yeah yeah and it it's it's really fun and then like i did a few other things like where i dropped the tire um one size so now it actually drops into the corner a lot faster um i actually haven't done suspension which is i know a big no-no um but that's my next goal i'm still kind of trying to figure out what i do with and the suspension finding the right people to do it for you yeah yeah exactly i really really want to do like an upside down front fork um but that requires doing a whole triple tree and you know or a whole triple and you know a bunch of modifications because and i don't know if i want to go through all that 
you know. And why is that? I mean, how is the handling now? The wing was built for a 150-pound Italian man, you know? It's, it's, <laughs> it, it's fun. It's just, it definitely could be a lot better. And it's, you know, it, 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 the, the thing about the bike is it's like, it's an okay stock suspension, but the, the market out there, uh, uh, um, third-party suspension out there is so good that you can really make this into a, um, a canyon carver that's got this like really high torque where you're just pulling through curves um, really hard you know yeah. there's a guy out there by Chris that actually um, he has a similar bike to mine and he but he had a four valve conversion plus the big bore kit all through Guzzi Tech Right. And he's actually putting out 60, 61 horsepower wow. at the wheels Double. on a, on a 400. Yeah. On a 400 or a 400 pound bike. Um, by the time he's gotten it all lightened up and everything. Good. And has he had his forks spun upside down? Um, so, so he went, he went through, I think using, um, I think he went through this company called Mistral. Um, and, and that's just a, uh, that's not a fork swap. You're just you're just changing out the springs and and um, and and I think most people think that's good enough. I mean, you know, the fork swap honestly would be just for the looks more than anything. Right. You right. Know, there's something really cool looking when you have like the gold front forks. It just I think so. looks better. <laughs> and we want to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So take me back yeah. to the exhaust. What did you have done to the exhaust? Yeah, so it, it's also by Guzzi Tech, and it's a it's a two to one exhaust, and 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 what's really cool about this exhaust is it actually helps with the kind of low end and mid range um, in terms of smoothing out the the curve, uh, but the it's a stainless steel and and the sound is intoxicating. <laughs> I I I you know I ride up to Neptune's, I'll ride up the ACH, I'll ride kind of anywhere around SoCal I can. And I'm I'm not joking. I'll come up to a guy on a Grom, and I'll come up to a guy on a, a a Goldwing, and I'll come up to a guy on a Dyna, and all three of them will say, "I've never heard a bike like this. This is insane." <laughs> They're like, "I can't believe a Moto Guzzi sounds like this." And it's I I like to say it sounds like a if you've ever heard like a a, a Maserati that that like is mixed with a, um, a Subaru. Um, STI with a proper exhaust on it. That that <laughs> boxer engine in the Subaru, meaning that V8 Maserati. That's kind of how it sounds. It's this weird, like Italian kind of V twin sound, and it's just it's just burly. And the nice thing is it's it's not it's it's loud, but it's not like painful. Right. No, you know, no one's ever said like, oh, that actually hurts. And you don't want to come home with a headache. <laughs> exactly right yeah 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 exactly so right. and even my girlfriend who doesn't really ride or care about motorcycles all that much you know she said like she's like i i really didn't like most motorcyclists because they always have such loud annoying exhausts and, and she's like this is the first bike i've heard that uh, sounds um fun and well, unique and she can you can tell when i'm coming home compared to other motorcycles it's not just plain loud it's got some character yeah Mm -hmm. yeah wow i should be listening to this one day <laughs> we ought to meet yeah up. if you ever if you ever want i'll uh, you'll have to hear it because it you should you should take a ride on it because it's 
it's really fun how we have it um how we have it how how um i with guzzi tech i uh they actually worked on my map and tried to tweak it specifically to how i ride right they know that i'm not doing a lot of like um you know i'm doing more day-to-day -day riding so they tried to tweak the map towards that they i think you know when they work with other guys that are like hey this is going to be my canyon carver and that's it yes. they'll work specifically to try to hit that because the guy that created guzzi tech um actually uh used to be a racer so he kind of really knows what you're he knows his for. onions yes yeah so yeah. you ride every day you yeah. commute do you um i i don't especially not through covid which i know kind of sounds crazy i don't um i i used to ride like once every friday um to work and that mm -hmm. was kind of my work commute um since covid with the hospitals being kind of full I, I never wanted to risk too much. You don't want to add to um, that. Exactly, yeah, mm -hmm. which I know, I mean, motorcycling is kind of one of the more safer COVID activities otherwise. So it's always this like, you know, kind of doing battle, do you ride, do you not ride? Um, most of my friends are still riding even more now that COVID hit. Um, mm. But, um, and now that I work in Santa Clara, that's a little difficult. I don't know if you've ever been on the Santa Cruz the freeway, but it's uh, it's uh, it gives the four or five a run for kind of crazy drivers, but they're all going eighty five. So you're kind of like right. So yeah, you're like I don't know if I want to commute on that, you know. So for this last year, it's at least turned into a kind of canyon and and weekend cruiser. Yeah, more the fun stuff, risk management they yeah. call it. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and i and i'm still kind of debating if maybe i'll turn it into a track only bike um i haven't i haven't got there yet you know but i'm i'm kind of slowly moving that way and so then maybe getting an adventure bike for kind of my day-to-day -day -day. all right yeah adventure bikes are really um, um yeah i mean peaking. the gs yeah exactly and the and the bmw gs was kind of always my first love mm -hmm. affair um, it was, it's always been the dream bike, but you know, they're quite expensive. Um, yes. so, uh, maybe that will be my next goal is a GS for the day to day. And then this will be my kind of weekend Canyon or track day bike. And have you done much track or you, is that a plan? No, no, I actually, um, there's this, um, this supermoto cross track, um, guy down in like, I think it's Riverside um, and you and um, I actually had signed up I want to say this it was supposed to be the first week of April 2020 uh, and we had me and a group that I ride with of like eight different motorcyclists we all had were ready to go and then the lockdown happened oh. and we got delayed and then we kind of were like all right let's just wait until the lockdown ends and then the lockdown ended but then it was like you know these numbers are rising let's just wait a little bit longer and we just kept pushing in so now we all are trying to figure out our next when to go mm -hmm. again because mm -hmm. it's a really cool um you know you're driving one you're riding one of those um uh, it's motocross right where it's like the dirt bike with the street tires that's what they're called right yes. yeah so you're riding one of those and you're going through this track and and he's they're working with you to kind of teach you how to handle something like this. Yeah, and it's great. All to my get, friends that have done it swear by it. It's great to get experiences on different types of, well, in different situations. Mm. Yeah. It all helps mm -hmm. your road riding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of where 
um, I'm at now is where I want to start hitting the track, hitting little training sessions like this so that I can kind of improve and, and just be a safer rider, you know. Yeah, it's a constant learning curve, isn't it? It's um, yeah. also a balance. You want to be safe, but you want to try things as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I know I always find that funny when you're like trying to figure out the gear to wear. You know, it's always such a balance. You're like, I want to be as safe as possible. But like, you know, I'm in Simi Valley. So in the summer, it's 110, mm. 115, you know, and you're like, wearing a leather jacket then is it gets pretty hot yes you know and and you don't want to overheat so you're always trying to find this balance between safety and mm. you know overheating is not a good thing either that can be unsafe but then also you see yeah. you know a lot of um riders usually big cruisers harley davidson's etc where they have that casual look and they're not all, all yeah all of the gear <laughs> and it's i always i always get a kick out of the guy that doesn't wear gloves you know, because I'm always like, I, I, I was like, I've never been on a bike before where the controls are like so tiny that you can't, that wearing gloves is going to stop you from like hitting your blinker, you know, like there's just not a good excuse to not have gloves. No, that's, that's the know? last thing I'd go without, I think. I don't know. I wouldn't go without I, anything. I know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty up there with gloves too. You know, it's just like, because you know, naturally, if you're falling, the first thing you're doing is going like... However much you try not to, yeah, you'll get that outstretched arm reaction. Yeah, I, yeah, I've tripped too many times in my life to know where my hand is going. Exactly. There's no gloves or yeah. even at walking pace, it can be disastrous. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Well, um, Motoguzzi actually will be a hundred years old this year. I don't know if you realise that. Start, yeah. They started manufacturing. I had a look in Genoa in 1921. So they'll probably mm -hmm. bring yeah. out some more tempting models. <laughs> and your BMW will be short know, a bit, for a bit longer. Right, right. I know. I know they've been, you know, it's funny you spoke of the Le Mans because that's been the, that's been the like, will they ever do another Le Mans again? You know, um, especially now that Piaggio owns them, it's like, they have this Aprilia, you know, uh, they have these Aprilia engineers there that could probably nudge them in a direction that maybe gets them another, you know, you know, the Le Mans was so revolutionary. Yes. In its frame and then the engine. And, and so they, everyone keeps wondering, will they do, do a Le Mans for the, for the 100th anniversary? And, and it's funny because they just announced the 850cc V7. All right. Um, like, yeah, like a month or was it like two months ago or three months ago now? And they're just starting to come out and everyone's like, well, that's fun. I mean, that's nice. They're, they're finally making a, a, a V7 that's like got 50 horsepower <laughs> at the crank. Like they finally did it. You know, they've kind of, kind of caught up to Triumph now and it's like, but they're like, but where's the Le Mans? Where's the Le Mans, you know? And they have the, this V8, this, 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 850 cc engine that they have they put so much development in from the, the v85 tt they're like mid-size sort of adventure-ish bike um and that's got i think i think that's putting out 70 horsepower um so you're like all right like that that's pretty interesting getting up there yeah like yeah like maybe maybe that'll go in the engine and and the rumors still are that come september in, in Italian, uh, in Italy, they're going to do uh, 
some big announcement for a, a mystery bike. It's you know? got to so be, they, they, they have, It's got to be, right? I mean, it's weird though. They've leaked, they've leaked a photo. Well, they've leaked uh, um, like a blurred photo, but it doesn't look like a Moto Guzzi style photo. It looks, it looks kind of like a, I don't know, uh, like a, like a MT07 or, or, you know, whatever the, the, what is that, the MTO? Yeah. And you're like, oh, please, no, please, no, please don't do that. They just, you know, because the one thing that, yeah. They just try to throw you off the scent is what I was going to say. That's what, that's all I'm The one thing everybody wants. Yeah. I desperately hope that they're just trying to throw everyone off the scent because the one thing I think, you know, Moto Guzzi's gone through all these different ownerships. They've gone through um, kind of all these different, um, you know, ups and downs with their sales and their passionate fans. And and I just hope, but the one thing that's kind of always been consistent with them is their design style. It, it, they kind of, I mean, you look at the Le Mans, it's a classic. You look at, you know, the Stelvio, the Grizo. Oh. Sorry. That's all right. Give you a second for this. Sorry. No, it's forgot we have an automatic cat feeder. Oh, um, is that what it is? You look at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you look at any of their the bikes they've come out with, they're all fairly timeless. Um, especially the V7. It's it's so gorgeous, and especially the Le Mans. And you hope you hope that in 2021 in September this bike is not just one of those kind of um, just naked Japanese style. Yeah. Yeah. You have like those, are, those all have those the place, but you, you know. You want them to be better. true to their roots, to the heart of, you know, the whole design. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. With that Italian yeah. heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that unique character. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping with Piaggio ownership, they'll, you know, because for the longest time, Moto Guzzi, you know, they were one of the first, they were one of the first uh, manufacturers to have a center stake. I didn't they know that. Were, you know, yeah, they have all these, like, kind of firsts within their, their history, and a lot of things that have, I, I think even linked brakes were one of the first by them, if I remember, um, and, and you, you hope that with this new ownership and this kind of new um, excitement around them because the V85 TT has been a hot seller for them. Um, so you're hoping that maybe they'll start to kind of move in that direction again of doing little small little innovations. You know, they're never, they're not going to do like a, you know, some 300 horsepower, I mean, you know, something crazy. Um, no, some that's world. Yeah. That's, that's kind of done with. And yeah, exactly. Right. But they can do these little small little innovations that are kind of, subtle and you know still market changing mm. i'm hoping yeah exciting exciting time yeah, yeah. i was i mean 100 years is impressive so hopefully it'll really be, crazy it'll be something stunning that they pull together for this year yeah well it's been great speaking with you tyler um lovely to have met you and yeah hope, absolutely thank you so much hopefully um We'll have inspired a few Moto Guzzi fans out there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Well, and like I said, if you ever want to check out the bike, you know, I'd love to share it with you because not many people have seen a bike like this. Um, you know, you have a lot of custom Harleys out there and you have a lot of custom Ducatis and 
out there, but there's not a lot of Moto Guzzi's out there like this. For sure, yes, interesting. It's been great speaking with you today, Tyler. Hopefully you've enlightened a lot of people about Moto Guzzi's and thanks very much for your time. I've enjoyed it. We look forward to seeing you on the road. Awesome, thank you so much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed listening to Tyler. You can follow him on Instagram and check out his Moto Guzzi for yourselves. Look at his photographs. That's Tyler Poppy, T-Y-L-E-R-P-O-P-P-E. Now we've got another segment for you about the Kawasaki KLX 140RF. And Kawasaki produced a range of three KLX 140 models for 2021. And the Kawasaki KLX 140RF is a young person's trail bike which actually has full-size wheels and is a really fun machine and adults can ride it too. So our friend Mike Cardillo rode it on his ranch for a couple of weeks and he gave Arthur the lowdown on what he thought. So let's talk about the, what is it, the Kawasaki KLX 140? Big wheel. Okay, big wheel. Mm -hmm, okay, so what is, what is it you're used to sort of riding? What, what, do you, what do you typically... The one, like, around, I'm going to say the small bikes. Okay. Yeah, but... 250s and down. Okay. Yeah. But you're, I mean, it seems like you're a Yamaha guy. Not really. No? No, I just got them cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. the one, that one right there, I got for like 1500 bucks. What, so what's that one? What, what's that That's one a been... 120, 125. So it's a Yamaha 125. Small wheel. But it's a small wheel. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what's the difference in size in the wheels? Okay. 18, no, 21, 18. On, on the, on the big wheel. Right. And this one, I don't know what it is, like a 19... 18 something. So it's probably a couple of inches smaller. The wheels. Right. Because it doesn't seem like the wheels are that small. They are smaller. And they're, the they're handling, definitely smaller, but they but don't. The handling is definitely different. In what way is it more different? You have more control. So with <clears> the bigger <throat> wheels, because it goes over ruts better? It, go, it, go, yeah, it sort of floats it, over. It floats over things better. It doesn't sort of jar you. The bigger wheels, it could go over bigger things and rolls over. Where the smaller one will dive in and go like that. Does that make sense? It does, yes. Mm -hmm. So okay. the smaller, you know, the smaller ones are good for little kids. Right. But, well, you know, but you take like a guy or like you take like a 13-year-old kid right. or a 12-year-old kid, the big wheel, if he's a normal, like, you know, if he's like five foot and up, you know, that's a way better bike. Okay. Yeah, because if he goes to the, let's say he's riding with his dad, right. the bigger tires are going to go through the sand better. Okay. They're going to go through the rock. You're not going to be bouncing off the rock so bad. Okay. So you get a better ride. It's a better ride. Same tire pressures in it? I mean, have they yeah. got about the same tires? Because they, yeah. to me, as a road guy, those look like pretty aggressive knobbies. But yeah, but maybe... those, though, you run the same thing. Like, I run like, like 15, 15 pounds. And, but if it's really, let's say, rocky and stuff like that, you might want to go up to I'm like on a long, you wouldn't do that. I would say 15 pounds on that one. But like on a long ride, like if we go from Barstow to Laughlin, I put 20 pounds in. Because you've got to hit rocks and stuff. Okay. It keeps the flats from showing up. Okay. Where the lower the air, sometimes we go and we'll drop them down to almost 12. But mostly 15. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. What's the motor like on that Kawasaki? The motor's good. Okay. It's got enough power. Right. To pull me around when I was 220 somewhat pounds. <laughs> wow. And up those hills and everything. Those are some steep hills. Yeah. It? And it was doing quite well. I was okay with it. You're not going to race up it, 
But it's going to keep pulling. That's the good okay, thing. Okay, was it noticeably more than the 125? Oh, yeah. So just that extra 15 cc makes all makes the difference. Makes a big difference, yeah. Really? And the bigger tires, the wheels, because you're, course. you know, you're not. Because you've got, you've got more gearing, effectively. I, exactly, yeah. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. So it's, it's a different, yeah, it's two different worlds. Like, if you rode them both, right. you know, as you're older, you would say, I'll take the Kawasaki. Right. The wheel, you know, the small wheel ones are fun, don't get me wrong, and they're good for what they do, but they're more for a little kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you like the motor on the Kawasaki. Is it, is smoothness something that you're concerned about on a dirt bike? I mean, do you sort of, I mean, they're all singles. I don't think they're... You know, to me, you don't seriously, get, they're... You're, you're it, just bouncing it, around anyway, aren't you? Well, some are, some are more wicky, like they'll rev a lot. But with these, these are just trail bikes. They're made, they have more torque. Okay. Okay, a lot more torque. They're not like a dirt... So they don't dirt, have peak horsepower. They... No, they're, it's not like a, like a two-stroke where you got to like rev. You know. Now, if you had a 125 two-stroke right. and a 125 four-stroke, the two-stroke is just, I don't even like riding them. Because really? you've got to get them to like eight 9,000 RPM before they start moving. Right. And you're okay. like, eh, eh, you know. Yeah. And you just, yeah, so the yeah. four strokes are just so a lot easier. These are more, how can I, okay, these, all these motors are designed to be workhorses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. Probably over in China, they're used by everybody, you know, because they got the this. Farmers and. Yeah, and they just, they just, you know, but that, that Kawasaki has got a lot of, you know, it, there's no snap to it. Let's put it that way. But it's a lot of torque, and it gives you enough to, you know, you can go ride around and have fun. Like on a ranch, it is an unbelievable person, unbelievable bike for a full-size person to ride around. It's light, it's nimble, and it's got enough power to get you up things. I'd like to see it have fuel injection. Okay, okay. so it's not fuel-injected, it's carbureted. You know, Got to put the choke on. Okay. And... Also with that and the Honda. responsiveness, I guess, with fuel injection. It is a little bit more responsive, yeah. Sure. But, you know, it, it, you know, after having that Honda with fuel injection, it's, or yeah. anything with fuel injection, it's pretty hard to go back to a choke. <laughs> right. Well, like, you know, like the Suzuki we gave Freddie. Right. That's a carb. Now, Kathy's oh. is fuel injection. <laughs> right. You just get on Kathy, you push a button, you go. <laughs> right. It's a big difference. What I don't like, and not only is Kawasaki, Honda. If you hit the switch, right? Right. And the kids and me, because I did it last week, I had to charge up the battery. If you forget to turn it off. Oh, it'll flatten the battery. It will flatten the battery. Yes. Oh. They really, somebody ought to come up with something where if the bike ain't running, after like five minutes, it's got an automatic turn off. Because right. that happens so much out in the desert. The kids right. come in, they're all playing, they run inside, they're hanging out. And they forget to turn And out. they forget next morning they come in and the thing's dead. Right. Now dad's got to go <laughs> jump, get, it. jump it, right? Right. And the same thing with my little Honda, you know. But it's not the same with that Yamaha. That Yamaha sat there for a couple of weeks. Right, the Yamaha. Without us touching and, and you can leave the key on. Right. It has a key? This one. It just has two buttons. It has this a, one's got a button. Has the a Kawasaki. Button button. It's got a button. You've got to turn the switch on, a little light comes on. The okay. Yamaha's just got a key. Okay. So I think all it does is just generate the power to it. Yeah. 
I, that's okay. weird. But, but that's, that's, that's but a that, electric that Yamaha doesn't appear to have any sort of parasitic drain at all. No. I haven't the, touched it. But the, or we've, but the Kawasaki... Just now, I got on it for the first time in a couple of weeks. Right. And it, and it started right But on. they got those little lights. The little LED lights. That thing is draining them. Parasitic drawer, yeah. Right. Okay. If they got rid of that light, <laughs> it wouldn't do it. Pretty much, that'd be a simple thing. Why do you need the light anyways? Right. Either it's on or off. Who cares? Right, right, right. That's but true. if you had it on... Yeah. And there was no light, it wouldn't drain. Right. Same thing with the Honda. Really, the Honda does the same thing. Honda does the same thing. It pisses me off. Right. Because the kids will get on it, they'll ride it. And then they forget to turn it off. They forget to turn it off, and then the next morning it's all drained. (laughs) Right. They're like, well, shit. Why do you put put the light on it? Right. I mean, that one, the Yamaha don't have a light. Everybody gets along perfectly good with that one. Yeah. It's got a key, actually. Okay. Personally, I'd rather have a key. Right. Because... Even out in the desert, you could turn it off and live, you know. Right, 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 right. You know, because that way no one's going to come and steal it. This right. one didn't steal. Right. Is there a difference in suspension in the Kawasaki? I mean, or are, at this level, are they all much the same? There's no... All you get is a spring in the back. You could just the preload, you know, make right. it stiffer. There is nothing. Basically, what you do is you do like on my, you know, my 250 Honda. Right. You have to get the right springs for your weight. Okay. Right? Maybe, or you could just maybe put a little heavier oil in it. Or you get the preload, you know. Right. Like, right. I did the springs on my 250. But also, there's no damping adjustment or anything like there is on no, the street bike. No. no. Well, even on a and, good bike. Because right. they're trying to keep them cheap. Right. So sure. there's no adjustment. Is there a difference in suspension between this Kawasaki and the Yamaha and the Honda? I mean, the are Honda you like, oh, might, one is well, better like, or... Just the stock suspension it comes with. Is there anything that you feel is, oh, this one feels pretty good? This one and my 250 Honda. This one being the Kawasaki. Right. My right. 250 Honda, which my 250 Honda is a nice bike. Right. Doesn't have, I, There's no adjustment on it. Right. So my 250 Honda, actually, I bottom it out all the time. Really? Really. I mean, it got so bad I had to change the springs. But that I, was a 225 pounds. No, no. No. That was when you were 22, 25 pounds. Maybe now right, it wouldn't but, be so much. But I've been, I was riding that one when I was that heavy. That's true. And, and, it, and I never bottomed it out, really. Okay. Mm-hmm. But So it's maybe, so it's, so it's well sprung. Mm-hmm. And that it's a little stiffer. It's a little stiffer, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's Where the good, Honda was lighter. Thing? Okay, is that a good thing off-road? Well, it's a good thing off-road. Okay. If you're heavier. Right, okay. Yeah. Like the Honda is probably more forgiving to someone who doesn't know because it's cushy. Right. Where this one might be a little bit stiff. But really, to be honest with you, these suspensions are set up for people who are not going to be going as fast as I am. They know who's going to be riding it. Right. Like when I would ride my 250 Honda, I'm riding with everybody who's got $14,000 dirt bikes. Right. Right. So you're you're on it. Right. You know? Okay. Sure. So yeah, I am slammed. Like I bent the foot pegs because it was, it would be so low. I get between, <laughs> I'd be get between the rocks and I crush it. You know. Right. So that's why John had to do I it. I think you were probably asking a little bit too much of that. I was at, but uh, then, but bike. then, well, I was, but right. then John put the pipe. Right. He put the power commander, and we put that suspension, and I never hit it anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're good. But but that, but that little Kawasaki, so it seems like it's got pretty good suspension on it. It though. does. For what I have to it say is, the street bikes have great suspension on yeah. them. So I guess that translates. For to... that bike, for a, if I was I had a kid 
who or a grandson who's from five foot tall right. and up, I would buy that bike, you know, for him to ride because, right. you know, unless he's a racer. Right. And even if he was a racer and he had lots of land to ride on, it's a fun bike. He'll have lots of fun on it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brakes. Do you use the brakes off-road at all? Yeah. They work good. And they're good? Mm-hmm. Any better or worse than anything else that you've ridden? Or? No. So just... I'm gonna, yeah, because you're not... Like I said, once again, you're not at mock speed. You're not at mock speed. You're using it as a trail bike. So okay. as a trail bike, the brakes are spot on, I think. Okay. But now, let's say if it was... If you... Let's say you put a pipe on it, you did, you may have turned it into a two-something. You probably wouldn't work with a ship because you're trying to stop the thing hauling ass, you know, twice as fast as it could go. For for the parameters it's been built as. It's perfect. The suspension and the mm-hmm. brakes are They really... did a fine job. Okay. That, that's a good way of putting it. For what it was designed for, a trail bike, right? For your person of, let's say, five foot to 180 pounds, maybe 150, it is wonderful piece of machinery for trail bike yeah okay thank you mikey and thank you arthur we put out a new podcast each week so listen out for that and hopefully we'll catch up with you all again soon